When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre. And Tony, a small asteroid narrowly missed Earth. Tony Kornheiser. Let's hope it doesn't slam into Uranus. I like that. That's funny. That's funny. You know what? We joke a lot on on this show at the top. It's an honor to get a Uranus joke from you. It's an honor to be Uranus by you, really. So, So this asteroid, I assume this is a real deal, but this is not the comet. There is a comet that's going to pass by Earth that comes around once every 50,000 years. I am learned now in comet (laughs) lore, and I think that's going to start, I think, the first and second and third of February. There's a true thing, this comet. It's terrifying. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon has the day off, and I am joined once again by our great friend from the ESPN Daily and Debatable podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. A little late on that. A little late on that, gang. And we begin today with by far the better game of yesterday's playoffs. Kansas City beating Cincinnati on a field goal with three seconds left, made possible by an unnecessary roughness call as Patrick Mahomes ran out of bounds after scampering for a first down on a bad ankle. This game was essentially even. Had it gone into overtime, who really knows who would have won? Pablo, how should both teams feel after this one? Uh, bitterly resentful of the other, I think. And that's why I love how this game ended, Tony. They should both feel aggrieved. The Bengals, for obvious really? reasons, I believe there's one point. Well, there was one point during the game, Tony. The Bengals should be aggrieved, not just at the Chiefs, but at the refs. There were like six third downs, it felt like, at one point. That was wildly confusing to everybody watching the broadcast. They should feel like maybe they got jobbed on some level, even if that did not directly result in a touchdown drive against them. But the other thing, the Chiefs, they should feel resentful because it's clear that they feel resentful. The postgame, the Travis Kelsey end of it, the whole pro wrestling, you tried to do this at our house, you tried to call this Burrowhead thing. Tony, we have bad blood coursing through this, and the Chiefs can crow about it because their quarterback, who had the bum right ankle, toughed it out in the play that decided the game in the end, penalty on top of it. Yeah, the Burrowhead thing, Burrowhead said, that's over for a while, and we understand that. It's an interesting question to me, how should the teams feel? I think the Chiefs should feel fortunate because they Mm. won a game where their best player was not 100%, and they beat a team with a really good quarterback who did not have a good game. Just to go over the stats that Joe Burrow had, 26 of 41 for 270 yards. He's often much better than that. One touchdown two interceptions. He was sacked five times. He had a quarterback rating of 70, which is very low for him. I think that Cincinnati should feel cheated in effect. I mean, they had a golden opportunity to win this game, and they did not win this game. I think the larger question here is how should we feel about this? And we should feel joyful because we've got two really good teams, Two really good quarterbacks. One is 26 
and one is 27, and it's possible that they could be playing in this game because they're in the same conference for the next eight to 10 years. We could be seeing Brady and Manning. I believe that right now, Joe Burrow may be the best person playing quarterback, but I absolutely believe Mahomes is the best football player on the planet. And he won this game on one leg. I mean, all applause to him. Did you see his stat line? His stat line, 29 of 43, 326 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's a great playoff stat line, and it was accomplished on one foot. You know? Come oh, on. and he did it by throwing to 10 different receivers, Tony, because, like, the top three wideouts he had were all missing. And I just want to point out, if you look at my phone just a second ago, January 30th is the date that Tony Kornheiser urged us to be joyful and fortunate feeling as opposed to bitterly resentful, which is a shock to me, honestly, <laughs> in general, but specifically today. But should we talk about the NFC Championship game now? Because the Niners and the Eagles, that was not the battle that we expected, right? The Niners rookie star mm-hmm. Brock Purdy hurt his elbow on the team's sixth offensive snap. He got replaced by fourth trigger Josh Johnson, who later exited himself in the third quarter with a concussion. And a limited Brock Purdy mm-hmm. did return to the game eventually, but he could not throw. So the Eagles just loaded the box against the run, and they eventually celebrated with a 31-7 blowout win. And so the word you would use to describe the way that this one unfolded, Tony, is what? The first word that comes to mind is sabotage, but the better word for me is deprivation. We were deprived of watching the game that we thought we were going to watch. Absolutely. When Josh Purdy went out and Josh Johnson went in, when Brock Purdy, rather, went out and Josh Johnson came in, there was no way on earth that San Francisco could score enough points to win that game. So they had to win the game on defense and on the on the drive that made the score 14-7 in the first half, every time San Francisco came up with a great play on defense, there was a penalty. On third down, on fourth down, on second down, it prolonged the drive. The drive became a 14-play drive. And when the, the touchdown was made, to me, there was a, I had resignation. I mean, I just said this game is over, right? Yep. It had finality to it. And the first drive the Eagles made They got so lucky because on a fourth down pass, that ball hits the ground. Nobody seems to see it. There's no immediate replay of it. It goes unchallenged. Fourth down, possession turns over. So what did we get out of this game? You know, we, you know, there's an alternate timeline, Tony, where that non-catch that was a catch by Devontae Smith was challenged. And maybe we get the butterfly effect that never results in Brock Purdy getting hurt. And maybe we're sitting here talking to each other about how the first half of our double header, of our double feature, was an awesome film too. But instead, I feel like it was a giant bummer. And Kyle Shanahan, my word, is not merely bummer. It's It's like he was cursed by a vengeful genie. And I say that because Kyle Shanahan has seemingly been granted the wish of being the most genius run designer, schemer of running the football that we have in the NFL today. But it feels like the the trade-off, the cost of that blessing is the fact that he can literally not have a quarterback. I mean, it's insane. Christian McCaffrey was playing quarterback in this game. They were an inch away from their sixth stringer, and I don't even know who that is. 
I, I just I just want to point something out here that it's easy to say that Brock Purdy is a third stringer and Josh Johnson is a fourth stringer. But Brock Purdy has been the starting quarterback for over two months. He's a first string quarterback, which Correct. makes Josh Johnson the backup in second string. And, and it occurred that he's only started, I believe, one game in five years and he was unprepared. He was not ready for this. Quite. And it occurred to me that people like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan should have had somebody better back there. You know, Another they should have guy. been more prepared yes. for this to happen. Yeah, that's and that's and I think they rue the day that they didn't do that as they go over this in their minds. So now we have Philadelphia and Kansas City in the Super Bowl, which is an Andy Reid special. Philadelphia has become a two-point favorite, likely because they've outscored two playoff opponents by a vast margin, 69 to 14. Pablo, what are your initial thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, they go to the quarterbacks, Tony, and Jalen Hurts didn't do a ton through the air. The throwing shoulder is still a question mark, right? Patrick Mahomes, I had Alex Smith, his former teammate in Kansas City on ESPN Daily today. He pointed out that he didn't think the Chiefs really adjusted their game plan much versus when they have a healthy, non-sprained ankle Patrick Mahomes, which is an interesting observation. Um, Obviously, those are the variables. But the thing that sticks out to me above anything else, the Eagles' offensive and defensive lines, their trenches, as they say, probably the biggest competitive advantage in the postseason that remains. I just have no idea, Tony, how you stop that O-line that the Eagles have pushing everything around. Yeah, I'm going to take a guess here that since the game is two weeks from now, both quarterbacks are going to be at 100%. And I I, I don't even think that anybody is going to be hurt. The words, Wilbon's words keep echoing in my head, which is calling (laughs) Kansas City a dynasty of one. Um, They have Mm. gone to five straight AFC championship games, which is dominating. It's a a remarkable achievement to go to five straight. No one's done it. They go to a Super Bowl, in this case, if they win, they've only won one Super Bowl. If they win and it's two wins out of three, then everybody's happy and it's maybe a legacy performance for Mahomes. But if they lose, there are reverberations, and I don't think they land on Mahomes, who's only 27 years old. I think they land on Andy Reid. Because if Andy (laughs) Reid loses this game, Philadelphia will have won two Super Bowls since he left with two different coaches and two different quarterbacks. And he will have lost. He'll be one and three in the Super Bowl and will have lost the appearance he had when he was in Philadelphia. So if you ask me, Pablo, who's got the most on the line in the Super Bowl, I am tempted to say Andy Reid. I am. And that is, now now that it's sinking in, that is both cruel and poetic, right? Because the entire reason Andy Reid got ousted from Philly was because he couldn't win the big one. And now even after winning the big one in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, he'd be the greatest, most talented quarterback you've ever seen. What you're saying is that the taunts, the jeers, the reality maybe of Andy Reid choking and preventing that talent from blooming against Philly is kind of... It's kind of exactly what you don't want to hear in the parking lot after the game. Yeah. I'll tell you one other thing about this, and it's probably because I see Patrick Mahomes in so many commercials, and I've seen the magic in his hands for the last five years. But my initial thought was, if you're giving me Patrick Mahomes plus two points, I'm going to take it. Let's take a break. Mm. Coming up, how big was the blown call that cost the Lakers? And has Aaron Rodgers really played his last game as a Packer? I mean, you, you could see Mahomes limping out there. Everyone could see this. That was a great performance. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Some viewers are normal and uh, others email us. Let me get first. Mail time! Are the Lakers right to be upset about the missed call that cost them against the Celtics? Yes, because Jason Tatum's foul was captured on a camera that Patrick Beverly captured. It's very obvious the NBA referees released a statement, Tony, that was more apologetic than any officiating apology I've ever seen. And my frustration here is simply, why wasn't this reviewed by some league office? I know Darvin had a challenge to play before, and so he was out of challenges, but if you have the whole apparatus, it should not be up to a post-facto complaint. You should deal with it. NBA top-down in the moment. Yes, Lakers got jobbed. Okay, yes, I agree with that. It's also game 50 of an 82-game schedule, and we're talking about a team that's four games under 500. And I will bet you over the course of the season, LeBron James gets a lot more calls than he doesn't get. I've seen that over Mm. his entire career because (laughs) of the way he plays. I'm more interested in Anthony Davis's comments. Quote, we got cheated tonight. It's unacceptable. I guarantee nothing is going to happen to the refs. If refs start getting fined... For missed calls, it would be a lot better. How many calls is Anthony Davis going to get in the next two months? Zero would be the correct answer if he plays any of these games. And by the way, he's not playing tonight. And LeBron is not playing tonight. And it's it's either load management or some weird protest against officiating. But okay, yes, it's a bad call. This happens, right? It happens. Yeah, it happens. I just like the idea of when you mess up at your job, you should be fined. Because the parallel there is Anthony Davis should be fined every time he misses a shot. That would be the equivalent. This is free throws the at the end of the game. Of his suggestion. Yeah. Next letter. Yes. Here we go. What do you take away from Rory's win over Patrick Reed in Dubai? Ooh, so Rory and Patrick Reed naturally wind up at the end of this thing. Patrick Reed loses out because Rory birdies on 18, Tony. And my thought here is if, if this wasn't in Dubai... I feel like the Rory McIlroy high ground would be that much higher. And Phil pointed this out on Twitter. You're not on Twitter, but maybe you heard about this. Phil Mickelson passive-aggressively pointing out, yes, congratulations on your performance in the Middle East, right? And so again, what's this really about? Personal beef, not necessarily moral crusading on behalf of democracy, which hurts the optics for Rory. Um, the PGA Tour is celebrating this because Rory is their boy, and we all sort of understand that. But people on the Saudi tour, 
Got four places in the top eight, if I'm not mistaken. Reed, Ian Poulter, Henrik uh, Stenson, and Richard Bland got that. And they're going to get world ranking points. Look, I would have liked this better if they were playing head-to-head. I would have liked it if Rory had a chance to go to the tree and try to identify the ball that Patrick (laughs) Reed said was his. I would have liked that a lot better because Rory hates him. It's obvious he he hates him. And at the end, his comment underlines that he hates him because his comment is that this particular victory, quote, was sweeter than it should be and needs to be. I would rather he go back on what he said the other day when he was making fun of Reed. I would have liked a quote that said, I don't know what world he's living in, but I'm living in first place. The only the <laughs> tremendous regret is they didn't play together. You know, yeah. it's it would have been so great if they played together. Last one. Well, There's that. Last right. one. League sources tell Adam Schefter of ESPN they're convinced that the Packers prefer to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Are you equally convinced? Yeah, I was convinced about a year ago when they tried to move on from Aaron Rodgers and then he won MVP and they were like, I guess we can't move on from Aaron Rodgers. And then this season, Tony, he's not anywhere close to MVP. He's like 20th or lower in any major passing category statistically. And so when you combine that with the 50 to $60 million he's about to make and Jordan Love needs to make eight figures himself in the 50-year option on his deal, absolutely believe that the Packers would like Aaron Rodgers to go somewhere else. So I'm going to take the question verbatim am I convinced I am not convinced because unlike you I think Aaron Rodgers still is and can be a great quarterback and that they don't grow on trees I believe that his behavior is wearying to the Packers there's so much drama he bathes in drama I understand that I'll go back a few years when I think the Packers probably wearied of Brett Favre and they had Rodgers sitting there waiting And they went to Rodgers. The question here is pretty obvious. Do the Packers believe that Jordan Love is as good as now and as ready now as Rodgers was then? Because if they believe that, they will cut Rodgers loose. And there's only 20 to 25 teams in the league that would happily (laughs) jump on this and trade for him and give him like a short-term deal, Super Bowl or bust. But am I convinced? I mean, Jordan Love has to be the person that convinces me. What do you think? Well, it's also the fact that they're $16 million over the cap right now, Tony. They want to afford all the other guys right. on their team. What happens if it's Aaron Rodgers and then literally like nobody else that they actually nobody, really feel good nobody. about? It could yeah. be a problem. Yeah. Enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Novak Djokovic makes history in Australia. And former Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. He did not stay fired for very long. It, the way this works is people sort of leak this. They put this out there in in the e- PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 50th birthday, Jalen Rose. Rose is the first of the Fab Five to hit the half-century mark. Juwan Howard will be 50 next week. Chris Webber turns 50 in March. Jimmy King in August. Ray Jackson in November. Isn't it great to hear all those names together again, more than 30 years after they entered Michigan and turned college basketball upside down? Rose, Webber, and Howard had long distinguished NBA careers. Rose played 13 years with six different teams. Weber played 15 years, and Howard played 19 years and won two rings. Howard is coaching his alma mater. Rose and Weber are in broadcasting. Rose regularly appears on ESPN's NBA Countdown Show with our own Michael Wilbon. Yes, and Jalen Rose, Tony, this Super Bowl might just be the Jalen Bowl because Jalen's other giant accomplishment is being the forefather of everybody who got named Jalen. Jalen Watson will be trying to pick off Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Jalen Brunson's playing point guard, and Jalen Green is in the league, and Jalen Ramsey is somewhere. There are so many Jalens, all of whom trace their lineage to ours. Happy anniversary, John Riggins. Not Jalen Riggins, John Riggins. On this day 40 (laughs) years ago, the Hall of Fame running back rushed for a Super Bowl record 166 yards, including his iconic 43-yard touchdown burst that sealed the game against the Dolphins. Riggins' record only lasted one year. The very next Super Bowl, Marcus Allen of the Raiders went for 191 against this same Washington group in a 38-9 rout. Washington got the record back four years later when Timmy Smith went for 204 yards in a 42-10 demolition of the Broncos. Washington added a third Super Bowl win a few years later over Buffalo in what we like to call the bandwagon year. Yes, Washington was once a great team. Four Super Bowls and three wins in 10 seasons. Not lately, though. Not even close. And Tony, this is your beat, so correct me if I'm wrong statistically, but I believe John Riggins also moved zero yards when he was asleep under a table during some government function (laughs) or something. The man was a legend around your parts, I'm told. Yes, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. Loosen up, Sandy Baby. Yes. (laughs) Melancholy trails to Bobby Hull. The Hockey Hall Mm. of Famer known as the Golden Jet has died at the age of 84. Hull was a 12-time All-Star with the Chicago Blackhawks, who twice won the Hart Trophy as the most valuable player in the NHL. One of the first players to curve the blade of his stick, Hull led the team to the Stanley Cup in 1961 and is still its leading goal scorer with 604. He also won two MVPs in the WHA while playing for the Winnipeg Jets. Hull was not always cloaked in glory. In 1998, he was quoted in a Russian newspaper making comments that were racist and praising of Hitler. He later called the articles false and defamatory. He was also accused of domestic abuse by two former wives. All of this sullied the reputation of a player who helped transform his sport. And Hull's brother, Dennis, Tony, he scored 303 goals, a lot of them playing alongside Bobby Hull, of course. Meanwhile, Brett Hull himself, a prolific player. This is a story in which you sort of lay out all of the details and you are honest about what this was because Brett Hull, yeah, Two Stanley Cups, a hard trophy, a Hall of Fame career, obviously in the same lineage. 741 goals. One era, Pablo said the Chiefs were the first team to go to five straight conference title games 
He meant the first Ooh. to host five straight. And we go to the big finish. Yes. The Cowboys fired offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, and the Chargers immediately hired him. Are you surprised? I'm not because he's talented, he's young, and that felt like a Jerry McCarthy thing. But Novak Djokovic won his 10th Australian Open. Are you impressed? Of course. He's now tied with Nadal, most majors ever. Vic Fangio says he has not yet agreed to be the next defensive coordinator of the Dolphins. Your thoughts? <laughs> I don't like him as a head coach, but I like him as a coordinator. Rumors that he might wind up back with the Niners. Kansas beat Kentucky, meanwhile, to snap its losing streak at three. That's significant. I had this one wrong. I had a bad weekend. I had Cincinnati and San Francisco. I stunk. Last one. Your Sixers go for their eighth win in a row tonight at home against the Magic. You like their chances? Yes. I trust this process still. Like Orlando Magic, come on. No chance. You're the only one that trusts the process still. We're out of time. Try to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you so much for trusting us, for watching, and please check out ESPN Daily and Debatable, wherever you get, you know, the good podcasts. Now here's SportsCenter. That 49ers game was awful.